Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Ryan. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. This episode is brought to you by Stringjoy. Uh, we've talked about them every other week for quite a while now. Go check them out. Go to stringjoy.com. They make amazing strings. The coolest thing about them that I think is you can get specific gauges, half gauges, crazy things, whatever your heart desires. I don't think you could trip up on anything. I saw them actually do a guitar string. I forgot what size it was, but it looked like it was almost like the wire you see running down electric poles or telephone lines thing was thick and they make it in the house i mean a lot of the string people just rebrand stuff and send it out but these guys are making it in house for you uh there was one there was a defunct company that did that Uh, um i don't know i I don't know if i'm allowed to say their name but i think for probably people know who i'm talking about Uh, which i feel i feel like they're the, the, the the company that no one talks about like we we all know but we don't talk about it yeah. yeah, and it's kind of sad. To, yeah, that, that happened, and I hate that for people. Um, I don't know, you know. Welcome um, to the depression episode, where we just talk about sad things that happen. We're, we're gonna talk about sad things that happen. And this is when my uh, dream. We're gonna talk about how unfortunate it is, and how that's not <laughs> like you're not supposed to treat people that way. Yeah. you're supposed to be better than that. Be good. Be better, people. Like Ellen says, yeah, be kind. We should be um, We should be just happy and just be thankful and try to just do better and whatever all right okay this is (laughs) oh that new voice you guys are hearing that's ryan from yellow cake pedals who (laughs) the the guys who make the you know he makes really cool pedals i actually just got um the fried gold a few weeks ago and that thing is nice i was you know what i was really kind of surprised of how low gain it will actually get and it was very clear sounding and i guess it's just i think it's because whenever i played it i was at summer nam and it's impossible to hear stuff there but it was it's just it had a really great sound i threw it on my board this past week for church and it it was phenomenal i like throwing it in front of something that already has gain in it like yeah. it, it just pushes it to the next limit i i, I like it's definitely got it's more of a uh, it's I like the just like the subtle it's it's got a clarity to it that's mm-hmm. it get muddied up or whatever however whatever you know place your own personal t- terminology in that sense say, but, say um, the word say the word that everyone's thinking about oh gosh are we gonna say transparency yes yeah. <laughs> oh god I hate that I do really hate it I you know what honestly I think- actually if I did put it in the description on the website then I probably should take that part down because I don't really like using the word transparency or transparent did you use it I hope not I can't remember I feel like <laughs> you're like you're gonna start checking yeah I'm gonna get totally called out now for that you put transparency it's like yes I probably did I'm sorry I didn't mean to like in retrospect I just no. It's those buzzwords that everyone has to use. Right. And to me, it's all subjective. It really uh, helps you cut through the mix, but it's very transparent. It's so transparent, you can't hear it, but without it, my tone wouldn't be the same. Oh my God. It's been just devastating. <laughs> That's just totally devastating with it not there. I like, well, I always likened it to like a garage rock type sound. And I probably, I know I've probably said this before that like, I, 
through a nice, uh, clean tube amp, and then you just kind of kick that on, and it just gives you a little bit of extra, like, blowing out your speakers a tad. It kind of just reminds me kind of like the hives a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where kind of the inspiration for that drew from, and then other people's um, interpretation and take on it was, you know, is always... I always leave that up open to interpretation. I explain it. I say it's this, that, your thing, or this is what I hear. And then whatever people say after that, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, is kind of like on them. Yeah. Or just, you know, whatever. You know, well, even though I mean, it's like two people's definition of what sounds good are totally yeah. different. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, I'm, there's some people who just like a certain sound, and there's other people whenever you hear it, you're like, what is wrong with you? Like that's like one of the weird sounds that I like is I really have always loved the Beatles guitar sound towards uh, some of the later albums. Yeah. Like on the white album, stuff like that, that just has this like the straight into the council overdriving it sound. And and a lot of people don't like that, but you know, everyone can do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's, well, that's the other thing, the other thing too. It's just about like approaching something in your own, your own way without following, always following by a specific formula. And when you start to do that after a while, it's everything starts to get tired. When you just get tired out, and if you stop experimenting, then, you know, you're trying something new, whether it works or not, whether you like, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Okay. But you tried it, you know? Yeah. Well, and one of the weird things is we're in such a weird time for guitar with just how accessible things are on the internet because everyone now it seems like everyone's trying to sound like this certain person and yeah. no, it seems like we've kind of lost the make our own sound thing. That's another thing. Uh, we're getting like really deep into the guitar world. We're going to make people. But ha- isn't, it how, isn't there always been kind of like that kind of thing? I mean, like I remember not to date myself, but in the late eighties, everybody wanted to sound like this and everybody wanted to sound like that. And yeah. then in the nineties, everybody wanted to sound like this. And then, you know, I mean, but if people would really think about it, the people who make it big are the ones that everyone's trying to sound like. So sound like yourself, and then the rest will follow. That's your Zen mm-hmm. moment of the week. Sit on it and think about it. Be, be, be true to yourself first. Be true to yourself first, kids. I feel like we've made five t-shirts. Like, we could be selling t-shirts with things we've said on this episode and be making crazy money. We, you know what? We'd sell oh, yeah, it. Yeah, we'd, be, we'd be making crazy money. Yeah, crazy money. No, no, we'll sell it to the parents who will give it to their kids or the grandparents. They'll be like, Susie, I just saw this shirt and I thought that you needed it. I thought you needed to. Like, you're a winner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Believe in yourself. So, um, I'm, not, I don't, I'm only saying that to be funny. I'm not trying to say that to, to, no, to down any, anything like that uh, or to not be supportive to children. Because I'm a father too, so being supportive and encouraging is always important. On this episode of the Effects Loop, Ryan hates kids. <laughs> oh no, my no, God! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know that's <laughs> awful. <laughs> All right, so um, we're gonna go to our what's new segment. I actually. Oh my God! <laughs> our turn on this episode of. No. <laughs> yeah. This. Oh my gosh, we went from like th- therapeutic helping people to just. We hate a whole age of people. Um, no, we just, we just these kids. They if, just don't. Know. If we just hate all the kids. No, that's not true. Not at all. Some, some of them. Probably. <laughs> Statistically, we can't love all the kids. That's just not. I can't happen. love every child, but every child is important. 
they are the future. Hashtag. Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and for uh, well, gosh, I don't want to go down a dark path and talk about stuff that you see in the news, but like, you know, that's just awful. Yeah, I hate it. So, anyways, let's it's, talk about something more upbeat. What's new? I actually, I so I didn't get. Usually, I get like a new pedal a week, and I like play it. But we're not going to do that this week <clears> because I got something cool, but. It's like it's one of those things. It's really weird when you get something that's like a utility, and you're really excited about it. I feel like yeah. that's getting more mature as a person. Because I got a new cable. I got an, a new instrument cable from Runway Audio. And this thing. Great. Is- what, what? Um. Well, as you get older, let's just let's just start with the whole as you get older bit. I'm gonna interview you now a little right. bit, huh? Wait, wait, wait. You told me that you were doing the interview. No. Yes. Okay. That's right. right. Anyways, how old are you exactly? Tell your listeners. Share. Listen, I'm actually a lot younger than I look because. That's really funny because I'm a lot older than I look. Okay. I'm, I'm 30. Oh, wow. But the thing is, is what, what actually confuses people is I have three kids. One of them I, I helped make the other two. I just took over the payments on. Oh. So, uh, well, that's I, pretty. That's pretty funny. I just took over the payments on the I, other two. Well, I adopted. I adopted the other two. Um, they were my wives from a previous marriage, so I actually adopted them. Um, my wife is a little bit older than me, because, well, that's how it works, baby. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? Oh, you is, did she put you up to this? Absolutely. Uh, we've been married eight years. Oh wow, nice. So I got married actually kind of young. I was twenty-two. That's wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I have three. I have three kids myself, and and that's wow. They're just you know you know. I mean, you're a father. Three kids. Surfboard on a rainbow. I mean, well, that's why we have the same haircut. Well, yeah. Well, mine was (laughs) mine was out of necessity. Oh yeah, mine's. I kind of had to. I had like a bald spot coming in the back. Uh, with the receding hairline, the constant showing up of gray hair. I looked awful, and I was like, well, let's just see. I can't look any worse if I shave my head, and it just kind of stuck. See, but you so. go, you do the close. You do the bicket. I do the no guard. So I keep No, I go, I go super close because yeah. if I don't, then it looks like I got into a damn snowball fight, honestly, because of all the white patches that I have all over my face. I look just got awful. Yeah. No. Like if I don't shave after a couple days at a Nam show, like at Summer Nam, mm-hmm. then you're gonna be like, it just has gotten progressively worse in the last couple of years. Are you gonna be at Summer Nam this year? I am. Yeah, and I'm yes. gonna make sure I'm definitely well shaved. So they're just like, well, Granddad, I'm just gonna. Show sh- us your I'm gonna just come up every day and take a picture really close of your face and be like, see if we can catch it in the water. Oh yeah, so we're gonna. Yeah, oh, great. If it's, that's gonna happen, then I'm gonna have to. Be- <laughs> I think by Saturday, I probably just won't even care. I'll just be like, no, I don't care. Do it. Saturday, you just walk in. You're like, give me the camera. I'll take the picture. I don't. Even are care. you? Are you gonna? Are you coming? Oh yeah, I'm doing every day. Now, are you driving back and forth? No, we every actually day? we actually have a a house that we've got an Airbnb. Um, we've got Clifton Worley from the Clifton Worley Show is going to be staying with us. Oh, he's uh, a beaut. I love him. He's he's an amazing guy, greatest guy, uh-huh. and um. Let's see. Sean from Gun Street Wiring is staying with us. I don't know him. And then a 
gentleman named Corey from the Tone Mob group is going to be crashing with us. So we're tr- <clears throat> I think we're actually shooting to get like one, maybe two more people to uh, crash at our place because we got a place that has like six beds. It's big enough for nine people. It's huge. When are you guys getting? Are you guys getting in Wednesday? Yeah, we're or Thursday. We're getting in Wednesday actually. So we've got the house. I think Wednesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. I might, I might be needing to come up Tuesday night. I've already, I got our place booked for Wednesday to Sunday, but I might need to come up Tuesday night. I'm not sure yet how that's going to work out, but I'd have to find a separate place. And I don't think the place that I'm staying at has that data available night just from some logistic point of planning stuff that's going on. Um, We're doing a smaller booth this year. It's an eight by six. Okay. 10 by 10 last year i just felt like it was i had more real estate than i needed and there's been you know i spent um a lot of budget money to to build a new workshop and get all that sorted and it just made more sense to do that you know oh yeah um let's well, see because yeah, your booth last year it was a, a pretty decent sized booth for it was yeah it was a 10 by 10 it was yeah. just too big and and I had some logistical problems that fell through last minute. The person who was supposed to help me run it, he got deathly ill, oh, and I was like, "Well, you know, you don't need to be coming up." He's Andy. He's going to be there with me this year, but he got deathly ill, and um, he had. He's like, "I have the flu." I was like, "Well, then I don't want you here. I don't want. I don't want you passing that around to me or anybody else." So That's it was just kind of like, for like it was kind of more of a logistical nightmare than anything, and. Uh, yeah not it's one of those things you go look back at it and you're like ah, i probably should have done that better and i didn't you know yeah well no this will this will be a fun year though i'm pretty excited it seems like there's i don't know summer nam's always the wild card of who's going to be there it is and i haven't seen the pr- pr- preliminary show map and i'm not sure yeah. who's going to be there and who's not yeah jhs didn't do it last year yeah that was a weird that was one of the weird ones um let me see but the majority of everybody, you know, Earthquaker hasn't done one in several years, but they just haven't needed to. Yeah, but I think they haven't. They're doing the thing where their their pedals show up at like guitar booths or amp booths, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that uh, Grant from Big Ear is doing that big thing. Oh, again. the the uh, boutique pedal showdown or showcase showdown. Like there's Robert Keeley's yeah, out there showdown. trying guys. It's like the old mess. Yeah. People got their. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the showcase. That's always one of my favorites. And, Grant, and um, Grant's just such I'm, a nice guy too. If he wasn't like, well, I'm glad they're based in Nashville now because they don't have an excuse to not go. Right. But he he always puts on one heck of a a booth. So he's done that oh. for a few years now. It's been like what three or four years, maybe. Um, maybe I think the first year that I remember him doing it was 2017. Okay. He might have done it in 2016 when I was walking around, but I want to say that he had his own booth in 2016. Maybe he was still he in did. New York at that time. I'm trying to think. Maybe he did have his own booth. Because um, I think 2016, I have to like get my year straight now. 2016, I only went on um, Public Day, but that's the year that I met Grant and Karen. Yeah, he was there. He was there that year because I met him that year. 
for the they, first time. You know what? I think they did have their own booth that year. Right. Because I used to, I would hide out. Over no, no he, he, it was either that or he was at the stomp box. He was at the deli. One of those two things. Yeah. I can't remember where, but yeah, because I used to, I would hide at his, uh, hide at his booth. Because I get like, I get really bad social anxiety sometimes. Like when I'm in yeah. large groups, I can't, I have to like go away for a while. And uh, he was like, I mean, it's Grant, who's a, just the sweetest guy ever. He was just like, yeah, come over here and hide. He's like, he showed me like the best hiding spots at Summer Nam to get away from right. people. So. I, 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 I have anxiety. I've battled that for quite a long time. And I, I think I'm always going to have it, but I just kind of deal with it better. Yeah. I think helping with the anxiety, which I still definitely have bouts of and sometimes it can be in a, a definitely sensory overload at some of these shows where you feel like you're getting pulled in a bunch of different directions oh yeah being able to and fortunate enough to meet enough people and everybody gets along so great in this community helps for for me lessen that anxiety mm-hmm. and uh it, it just makes things a lot uh easier for me we're like you know I get. I probably get more anxiety in the grocery line at the grocery store because I'm like, good god, these people. <laughs> well, and a lot of these groups, and a lot of the the builders uh, who are usually in that area, um, I guess if you want to call them boutique or small builders, they're not right. mass production. Um, a lot of have, they've built a really good community, and it's almost like a family. And like, it's, yeah, it's really neat because like. You know, I started off as just being the guy who really loved guitars and loved doing this. And then, you know, I, I came and started doing the podcast. So now I get to go and I'm actually supposed to be, quote unquote, working while I'm there and getting right. content and everything. But it's just it's really cool because everyone just kind of pulls you in and everyone gets along really well. And it's it's kind of like one of those things, too, where you could be like talking with someone. You're like, yeah, no, I really would love to get like five minutes with Robert Keeley. And they're like, here, come on, let's go. And they just bring you over there, and Robert starts talking to you like you've known him for years. Right. And that, right. that's the cool thing that really helps with that. And everybody's so receptive and so supportive of each other. And everybody is, like, freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah. I mean, they all have – we all have our own brand of sense, sense of humor. Like, even if we don't sit around and talk about, like, let's just, like, put a group of us at a table mm-hmm. and, and have us just – we don't even have to talk about – gear we'll just sit there and have a couple have some drinks and just start riffing and just you know just just i don't know just crazy speaking of comedy because the one of the the best like comedic moments of nam that i remember will still be you just screaming larry just larry I was like, and that was I totally ripped off Impractical Jokers. I know. Well, it got me to watch Impractical Jokers. I'm like, where is that from? You're like Impractical Jokers, and I looked it up, and I was like, this has got to be the funniest thing ever. And the fact that I was, I think there was like a couple people who looked at you, and I think they knew what you were doing, and like that was like hilarious. That was hilarious. I was just like, I was like, oh my gosh. I and I'm so not good at like interviews because like. like the, I'm always bad at like especially the premier guitar interview when they do the video, which I do always appreciate, and they're always great guys. I just I well, they're man, like the super, you want to talk about you want to talk about anxiety. That's Holy. like the Barbara. That's like Barbara Walters of the gear world, like interviewing you because you're just like they're just so well known, and everyone what? like look. I mean, just everyone knows premier guitar. 
Look at Rick, yeah, it's like Rick the six, it's like sixteen minutes of yeah. freaking Nam. Yeah, it's like, well, who am I gonna get? Am I gonna get like you know Mike Wallace, Morley Safer? You know, oh, you know, good God, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they, it's a, uh, it's really cool. They're they're hilarious too. I was we were eating out at the taco place across the street, which if you've been to Summer Nam, you know the taco place across the oh, street. Oh yeah, um, Sexo Taco. Is that what it's called? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Sounds good. Um, but they were over there, and we were talking about a certain person um, in the gear world who's notorious for trying to get uh, sponsor deal or like trying to get endorsements. And oh, really? Oh, yeah. He sent them. I think he sent them like his album to review, and when they were like politely saying like you really don't want us to review this, he like got hateful with them. And. Wow. It was insane. Yeah, you have to you have to tell me you have to tell well, me off air. I'll that, tell you off I air. I, I don't want to I don't want to out anybody because I don't think that's cool, man. No, 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 no. And, and, and I know I know you don't feel that way too. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not gonna out somebody, but um, yeah, no, I'll tell you off air. But okay, we're gonna move on really quick because we're see. This is why I told you I was scared not to have Chris because I get very distracted. Um, no, no. We well. Here's the other thing too. Is that like I ramble on too, but I actually kind of. I like to. Uh, I oh like no! It. I like. I love nonsense. I like. I love conversations that have no destination. Those are always fun. Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, before so let's just move along. Um, okay. I'm not sure. Are you a big Marvel guy? Did you see any of the Marvel movies? Uh, I haven't seen Endgame yet, so I can't talk about it. Okay. Well, but, uh, hopefully you haven't let any of your the spoilers get in or whatever. No, I've I've done really good about ignoring them. My one of my my oldest son, he's seen it. And he like walks around with a smirk on his face, like he holds my fate in his hand, and like he. Yeah, he he does. He very much does. You better give him anything he wants from now until you you see it. I feel like he's gonna get a new. Don't 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 watch the new Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Okay. Okay. Don't. I won't. It just dropped Monday, and it has just don't. I. Don't do it, Diaz. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go watch this really quick because if not, I won't be able to be able to get on Facebook. I, w- I was wondering why my son was looking at new bass guitars and it's because that's why he's going to use that. He's going to be like, buy me a bass or you're finding out what happens in the movie. Oh my God. That is so hurtful. That is, that's, that's hurtful. He would do it. I know. That's hurtful. How old is he? 16. Oh geez. You're in for it. 16 and a bass player. That's you're, you were so screwed. Oh yeah. Um, so these, uh, is your, does he, is he like, um, you know, you're obviously they are or with somebody else when you guys come to do these things and stuff and with the summer nam and stuff is he like i want to go is he gotten to that no, point yet or he, he hasn't become a gear person really um so i bought actually i bought a line 6 m13 for like i think i paid like 50 bucks for it yeah and i gave it to him and i'm like set it up and because he plays at church with me i'm like set some up some cool patches and bring it to church and we'll I told him, I was like, dude, throw a little bit of fuzz on some bass. It sounds amazing. And the whole time he's like, oh, I don't know. And he hasn't brought it to church once. Right. He hasn't gotten into the gear world. So he really doesn't care about Nam that much. Yeah, what he does, boy, he's going to be burning you up for that. Well, the good thing about the press pass. He's going to throw it back in your face. Remember that time that I almost spoiled the movie for you, but I didn't. I did you a favor. So now it's time for you to return the favor. Bring me to Nam. I'll be like, dude, you have to work. You're the camera guy. That's it. That's right. That's right. Hey, you gotta put. If you want, you get your foot in the door. That's it. Exactly. 
how to become a successful podcaster. Right. Go hang out with 60 cycle hum. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, Ryan's good. Ryan, no, Ryan and Steve have an amazing podcast. 60 cycle hum is the reason why I started listening to podcasts. Yeah. And they, and they are definitely notorious for like getting off topic too, which I find hilarious. Oh yeah. Because I, because I'm very much like that. Because I know I've done p- podcasts with Blake, and we'll just kind of start. It. But he's he's very much more structured. He's like, all right, moving right along, you know. Yeah, Blake is, is he, a is very he coming? Person. Is he going to be at Summer Nam? Blake, no, he's not. Not. I didn't think he, he just had a. He just had a another another mm-hmm. boy. I, he had another youngster. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he. I don't think he's going to be able to make it. But I'm. We, him and I might be doing something together for Summer Nam because we did Cardboard Blake one year. Yep. And I think we're going to do something else. That, But I, I'm just going to tease it at that because right now the, is, um, the details are still is, up in the air. Is, well, yeah, I don't want to want you to spoil anything. Is, um, or especially if it's nothing set yet. Is, um, oh. I'll, I'll, give, right, I'll drop this one hint. We're working on finding a good tattoo artist in Nashville. So if you can uh, point me in that direction, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know of a good tattoo artist in Nashville. Yeah, I think that's what Blake is trying to track down right now. Oh, right on. So that's that is um, is uh, you said Corey's from is going to be there from the Tone Mob. Yeah, he's in the group there. He's in quite a few gear groups. I and uh, he doesn't seem like a serial killer, so that's pretty cool. He met the standards. Yeah. Well, that's always a bonus, isn't it? Yeah, because we can't have two in one house. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A... Then it just turns into like, a, and then nothing gets done. Have you seen Freddy vs. Jason? It was horrible. The same thing would happen at the house. It was bad. Right. It's freaking awful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyways, all right. So I'm gonna have you move along because <laughs> okay. uh, we right. totally like pulling a bike and we move along. All right. So we got new gear that just got announced. Um, so there's this item that came out called uh-huh. the fat bottom brass bar which i just i don't like the name because it doesn't like roll off the tongue but it's it's interesting it's a block that gets attached to the end of your strat trim uh, on, the, on the on the underside or on the top side on the top side so like you you it actually connects through the saddles um it's got it's for the six saddle tremolo and it actually the screws that you use to adjust your uh what's the word i'm looking for i just had a total brain fart intonation your intonation screws that's what it attaches to so you put the screws through the brass bar and it's supposed to help increase sustain because it's actually uh it touches the body of the guitar so i guess and i'm not like a physics person but it makes sense I suppose. I mean, I really, I think if someone puts one of these out, I want to see a video of them using it, using the guitar beforehand. I'm playing an open E. This is how long it lasts. Okay. Now I put it on. I'm playing an open E. This is how long it lasts or something like that. But this is one of those weird things where I don't think it's snake oil, but I don't think it's like the greatest thing to revolutionize guitar. But the problem is the price. How much do they ask it's for? It's $50, which is right at that price point where it's not too much, 
but it's just enough to think about it. You know what I mean? Like 50 bucks is 50 bucks. That's taking my family out to eat one night or something like that to, right. to kind of see if maybe this will help give me a little bit more sustain. Right. So I don't know. It's just, it's kind of in that weird spot. I don't think it's a horrible idea though. I think it's a pretty cool thing that, you know, if it gets people to where they want with a sustain on their strat, go for it, I guess. Right. Or is it just for like, especially if you're not using a heavier wood, because there are some strats that have heavier woods that are a little bit more systemic and yeah. all that. Well, and the one cool thing, so this is, it does advertise that it gives you a place to rest your hand, which on a six saddle fender tremolo system, if you, I mean, if your saddles are lowered enough, it's actually quite uncomfortable. You have those little screws going in your hand or you put pressure on it and it causes you to go out of pitch. So, right. Yeah, that's not a book. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of cool. I don't know. It's just one of those weird middle of the road things. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm really not a gadgety type guy. Yeah, I, this is. I think this follows on falls under um, kind of like the string butler. Have you seen that? <laughs> no, I have not. The string butler. I, you, I'm probably the worst guy to talk about talk to about like what's new when it comes to stuff like that but i'm okay so the the string butler actually goes on the headstock of les paul's or sg's anything with that gibson uh was it the open book headstock right so because one of the things that people say affects tuning stability is the break right after the nut right causes that bind right there so what this does is this attaches to your guitar it's removable it's not a permanent fixture and it brings that up it brings you it creates it where your strings actually go farther straight and mm-hmm. then it has a sharper break angle but i think it has rolling pieces mm-hmm. so it's supposed to help uh with tuning stability which is one of uh, that's a common complaint on gibson's and yeah. I th- that's in like the 60 f- i think it's like the 75 dollar range but it's not too bad it seems it's i don't know i feel like that's like a dad thing maybe that's it it's a dad thing yeah i think it's like kind of like a dad thing like th- not saying that only dads would buy it but that would be like the thing that a dad guitar player that like plays in the garage with like your uncle billy or whatever would be like, yeah, I totally got this for my guitar. Helps tuning stability. You know what I mean? Like, becomes that. Or a dad, dad thing, thing. Or, or a mom thing. I mean, might be a mom thing. Here you go, honey, mom. to keep you in tune. No, she would just be like, I got this. It could be a mom, mom thing. I, mean, I found this. I went to we Guitar don't. Center and they said this is great for stockings. Yeah. Of like, course. Oh, well, of course. This is great for stockings. What does it do? I don't know. It looks good. Come on. Just yeah, it looks it cool. There. Just buy it. That's Guitar Guitar Center. Just buy it. <laughs> hmm. They're going to make stuff up. We've got it. We know you want it. And after talking to our our very well-educated staff, you're just totally going to be completely educated and understanding of everything that's happening at this point in time. I'm not 100% sure I actually do need it, but you're going to buy it anyways. Right. Okay. There is, there is a bit of that. I mean, there's also a lot of great pedals out there that are just super fun to just to get crazy and nuts with. Maybe... Is it something that I need? I don't know. But does it sound great? Yeah. So I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? You apparently have not seen my pedal collection. It's completely full of those things. 
And that's fine. But the, there's so many things that you can experiment and find and explore and just lose yourself in this, in a world of just sound where I really don't feel like that's something that was really prevalent, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. There have just been so many. Kind of like, I think it kind of like the people who are doing like soundscapes, I guess that's what they yeah. call them, which I don't like the, that term, but like, yeah, people who just kind of like make noise and go crazy. That's always fun. I get kind of like when people get into the weird, um, what is it? Pedal boards of doom. Have you been in that group before? I know you don't do social media quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I do. I'm on some of those groups. That's the thing is like, I'm on a lot of those groups. I just don't really uh, participate, which I'm not sure if that makes me look like a jackass or not. No, you just creep in the background. You gotta keep your phone and, on the pulse. Yeah, I'll occasionally comment or something. It's not that like I just don't want to talk to anybody. I just man, I just don't have freaking time. You know, I also need to like decompress in my own way. Or I was talking with Chad Jennings from Jennings Guitars, and that was one of the things that he talked about was he he doesn't like getting on Facebook that much because it's counterproductive. It not not sometimes it is, but some, you know sometimes it's good to get on there because you do have to. In the, I guess the world we live in today, having a good online social media presence is really great for businesses. Yes, because, it is. Because that's it where is. people live now. We live on Facebook. We live on Instagram. So it's good to be on there. But he also talked about how he doesn't like getting sucked in too much because when he's spending time on Facebook, he's not building guitars. Well, and there's all, not only that, but just like there's some stuff I just don't have an opinion on. I mean, like I can't really say like, hey, well, you saw that and you like this and it's great. Okay, that's awesome. Cool. I might just, you know, good, good for you. I mean, like I don't have an opinion. I'm definitely not going to be the type of person that's just going to be like, well, I didn't like it. But that's that's I didn't like it. And that's just me. It doesn't mean that it's bad. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like, well, it didn't really just hit me the right way. We need you to have a sit down talk with a lot of guitar players on Facebook. Just be like, just because you didn't like it doesn't mean it's not, just it doesn't mean it's bad. It just means that you don't like it. Right. Now, I'm sure some people will even say it's like, nah, it just didn't really hit me. And then they kind of, and they just let it go from there and they just, and they just drop it. And that's fine. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those Facebook groups that I'm on aren't really, are managed, first of all, managed really well. Um, and they kind of, and they kind of sort all sort out and, uh, all the, um, the the shitsters that like to just start, start just arguments just for the sake of, because they want to, they like to watch people just go crazy. Yeah. I think I know, I know for sure, especially for Blake, he doesn't like tolerate anything. Oh dude, Blake is like, that man will drop that hammer so fast. You'll be like, no. And then my favorite thing that Blake does is after he bans someone, it's almost like he doesn't lecture the entire group, but he's just like, listen, this happened. It is not okay. And it will not happen anymore. I feel like everyone's just sitting there going, yes, sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Completely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, look, I mean, the whole idea of making the community a better place, even better and making it even better than it is, is that like, you know, it's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to to disagree. There's nothing wrong with that. See, 60, but, 60 cycle hum's really good. I'm a mod in there, so like, okay. But a lot of times, what we do is we just sit back and we just kind of let nature take its course, right? And we let um, we kind of just like let people 
usually if someone makes like a really bad it's usually comes down to someone being sexist or <sighs> something stupid like that and well and the, just, and the other thing too is that like you know one thing that i do love about the forums and i wish i had time to really be a part of is that like they kind of just kind of omit all the political climate they mm -hmm. omit you know unless there's something just truly god awful that happens and everybody's on board with it. like man that sucks or yeah. or whatever but like for the most part all that kind of stuff is kind of like you know because this is kind of like an it's meant to be an escape from like our daily lives and stuff oh, yeah. that we have to do with it that we just oh we just need to i just want to talk about i don't want to get on here and talk about gear and i totally get it man i totally yeah. freaking get it you know and that's totally fine but just you know everybody you know it's okay to disagree just you know be civil to each other you know yeah every once in a while i, I see a civil disagreement and i'm just like i just want to like run to wherever they are in the world and give them a high five and be like great job you guys did yeah, give them a hug something <laughs> something something give Jeez. them some love give them love <laughs> okay that all right, now we're just people are gonna be like scared. I don't think you can run up to someone and be like, "Take my love." They'll be like, "What is going on?" Okay, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not enforcing my. <laughs> okay, impressing my. You know. Anyways, what was next on the list? <laughs> it was the Mad Professor Supreme. Um, so Matt Schofield designed Overdrive pedal. Do you do you know who Matt Schofield is? I don't. Okay, I don't, so I don't. I'm really confused about the whole Mad Professor thing they're based out of europe somewhere right i thought so is that right uh, or uh, i i sometimes get well that was the thing i think like at some point they were like are they in denmark or is that barefoot i'm thinking of yeah it all starts to run together and i don't want to be like i don't i also don't want to offend anybody to be like no dude they're in blah 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 Sorry, I, just... I hope that someone right now is like screaming at the top of their lungs because they know the answer. And they're oh, like, you're wrong! I know, probably more than likely wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong. I'm just like, if I'm wrong, yeah, I'm sorry. All right, I'm looking it up because I feel like we should kind of know this, or someone. I know Doctor No is based out of Europe. Okay, um, they are in Finland. Okay, great. They're okay, at, so I was because I found I their address. You're... Kawapa yeah, Kuja. Wow. Yeah. When I was building. Huh? 2002 is when they started. First yeah. products were made in 2002. And, you know, it's Mad Professor's like one of those brands that I think sometimes with just as many brands have popped up, people forget that, like that they're one of the. Not the first, because you got to think 80s, 90s, stuff like that. But <laughs> towards the brands that are out right now. And yeah. Mad Professor was like kind of one of the first boutique brands up there. I think, I mean, early 2000s, it's like what? Full Town, Mad Professor. Um, I know Analog I Man was. Earthquaker was just starting. Yeah. So. Uh, Way Huge was starting to come back under the Jim Dunlop brand, mm -hmm. uh, umbrella. Klon um, was obviously because they came out in the 90s. Yeah. Um, gosh. But you know, a lot of people he, forget he that there's been like, around at that point for a while doing mods, and he was really, he was really, you know, starting to gain steam at that point. And I'm sure I'm missing a plethora of others. Oh yeah, well, one of my favorite pedals was the the Deep Blue Delay from um, um, 
did you see they have one that has a tap on it now? I don't know if you're big into yeah, time they delay. Have a tap on it now and stuff. I mean, they've done a they've done a they've done a version two or they've done a like an extended expanded version of it. But yep. the deep that was a huge delay because there wasn't very many delays that were at that point from from my recollection. You know, doing that kind of just having that really crisp, clear delay sound. So. Um, I actually ended up doing when I was starting to build pedals just for fun or just circuits. I did a just for myself made a deep blue delay clone. I love it. The thing's great. You know they've well they've so, got a lot of stuff. Uh, the little green wonder. That's yeah. A, that's an overdrive pedal that's been a staple on a lot of people's delays. Or no, I mean not delays. You've been saying delay a lot of people's boards. The little green wonder. Um, um, the symbol was pretty popular. Symbol, the symbol had come out. That's more recent, but that yeah. was a very. Um, that was, let's see. Very the, popular. The golden cello was the one that I yeah. always popped up. That's an that's a cool little pedal. Uh, the the one that was kind of like a, a a brown box style um, crunch. The sweet honey overdrive. Remember. Or the one, there yeah. was there was the one that was kind of like the Eddie Van Halen in a box, I think. Is yeah, 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 that one. It's yep. a distortion and reverb built in, sought after brown guitar sound of the late seventies, early eighties. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man, and just it just you know, I mean, Boss and Digitech were just controlling the market for so long with a couple mm-hmm. outliers, and then people starting to figure out that they could just kind of just alter a few things and make it, you know, their own, you know, that's a big deal. That's great. Yeah. This, but this, this, so this pedal, I mean, it's a dual channel overdrive. Um, you, it's got a switch to change the, uh, I think it's kind of a weird switch because it just changes the order. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think about changing the order of my drives would require a switch. I don't think I do it enough, but that's interesting. I mean, that's still pretty cool. It could be more of like a studio type thing. Like the furry and fried was the same kind of thing, which was the fried gold and the furry burrito. And mm-hmm. that was a, an effect order switcher. So you can see how they stack. Yeah. Differently, you know. Um, but yeah, I think an effect order switcher, whenever you're doing a dual independent uh, drive, distortion, fuzz, whatever, is always helpful if you can do it. It's not. It's not required. I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe I should start messing with it. But well, I mean, the the big thing is, is like, let's see. Um, hold on. What was I going? I just had a total brain fart. You're gonna have to stay with me for one second. Was, I'm right here with you, baby. We're was, gonna get to this together. I was reading. Um, but yeah. So I'm looking because I'm looking at the furried and fried, and each switch is just independent, right? Those are the two independent. Yeah. So, but yeah, but they've got a whole switch dedicated just to A and B, swapping this. Fl- this yeah, yeah. I just think that's kind of. I was like, I was like, wait, he didn't do that on the furry and fried. I don't think it's like because I've been oh. really awkward. But um, no, it was just they're too independently switchable. But then you have a toggle no, no, switch. I, I like the toggle switch. No toggle switch totally. I'm down for the toggle. The the, I think uh, I usually call them a flip flop, and right, right, right. That's I think that's cool. I just don't know about a foot switch dedicated towards it. But hey, 
What do I know? Yeah, you, you could do that too. I mean, like if you're doing a smaller box, I mean, then then if you got like two independent foot switches and then you add a foot switch to switch the order, that can get a little bit tight, I guess, depending on the size of the enclosure. And that can be a little bit like, uh, how do I, you know, and especially if you're using a live setting, then, you know, some of that stuff is kind of like, you know, you have it set a certain way for your own specific taste. And then when you're playing live, it's, it's set and forget. And then, yeah. well, I know the song I'm going to click here and I know the song I'm going to click here and whatever, blah, 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 you know. I, I, I tweak too much stuff during a set. Well, really and that's, weird. a lot of people do that. Some people do, some people don't. I mean, like you tweak a lot during, a lot of people tweak during a set. They also don't have this huge extra hidden pedal board that's already got these in yeah. other presets on it and stuff with a switching system to be able to fix that for them yeah right? I, I can't say much because i've got a kemper with the remote so i <laughs> i i'm really weird because like i've got i do i've got like a hybrid rig i've got yeah. the remote plus pedals and then i've got that with my kemper so like i have different like settings and then but whenever i'm playing i want to tweak some of my pedals um usually i on like overdrives i'll tweak the gain or the tone depending on what's going on now delays i'll tweak whatever i can get my hands on on that mm. absolutely and there's a lot of great delays out there right now too so I mean, there's the i think i think we're kind of coming towards the t- tail end of the flood of the delay market because they delay and reverb market yeah the reverbs are still trickling but yeah delays i don't know it's there was just a time where it seemed like everyone was coming out with a new delay like every other week yeah there was and i think that's just part of them that's just part of the animal i mean because right now uh, we're going through a big overdrive and i there's been kind of like a fuzz resurgence too and oh yeah everyone's building fuzzes and overdrives right now yeah and i wonder what's going to come next i'm still hoping for like a crazy run on phasers or envelope filters yeah um i like envelope filters don't, don't you like make something <clears throat> well it's kind it's of not, it's not an envelope filter. i do have a new pedal coming out that i want to oh i hope at least right before summer nam but uh, it probably won't it'll it'll be announced definitely at summer nam if not just a little bit before and i've done little teaser clips on them instagram and stuff um if you've been checking my instagram which obviously you haven't been so <laughs> I, dig i just kidding i no 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 i'm trying to think i, I swear i saw something I yeah there was something you saw it I, i'm just giving you a hard time because I'm i trying to, i pay attention to you i pay attention to you baby yeah don't no, no, don't worry i pay attention to you just don't tell my wife because she'll get mad She'll be like, okay, yeah. what's going on Crossing here? It's fine, honey. We've been married eight years. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's just gear porn and stuff. <laughs> well, and so you've got, but you've already got on the market, is it is it Lida Machine or Lida? How do you? Lida Machine. Yeah, the Lida Machine. Which is that's That's a crazy beast in its own. Yes, it is. It's. But, Thank you for saying so, and I appreciate that. It's, I feel like it's. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound so like uh, you just like yes. Well, of course it is. No, I mean it's because I lost feedback from that. I loved it at Summer Nam, and once again you're at Summer Nam and you're trying to figure out 
up is down left is right but i it has a really cool and i think what it is is the lfos yeah absolutely which, which is something that a lot of people steer away from it seems well it's a it's a voltage control filter so it's a resonant filter and it's got not just one lfo it's got two lfos and the second lfo you can switch on and off <laughs> and the depth knobs you can just even if you just wanted to drown out one lfo completely and then just turn on an lfo the second one and switch that on you know um yeah that's a lot of that's a lot of fun i mean i have a, i still find new settings with it when i play around I'm like oh Hey, and you can stagger the LFOs. That was the whole intent. Okay. See, because it, it reminds me of one of my favorite pedals that I had. Blake Wyland actually owns it now. I gave it to him for Christmas. Um, Pigtronics has an envelope phaser with yeah, an LFO, yeah. and it has that same sort of feel. I mean, they don't sound exactly the same, but it has that same sort of cool, funky feel. And it's always a, for some reason, anytime I play with any sort of filter LFO pedal, I have to play um Alanis Morissette because there's there's one song that they start off with that kind of sound to it is it one hit in my pocket it's been a while since you know I'm gonna I'm actually gonna watch our interview from Summer Nam last year because I'm pretty sure I played it in <laughs> for that video so oh. uh, I'm pretty sure I did you might have. I don't, I don't. Like I said, anytime I put p- pick up a, a filter pedal with LFO, like I, I've got to like play that. Um, so hold on, really quick though. Yeah. So so what yes. type of pedal are you developing again? Um, it's a. I might have. I, I don't want to. No, you all, don't have I to should. tell too much. We got just just a nibble. Well, I want to make sure that I haven't. If I've already said it before on Instagram, then it's okay for me to say it meow. Right, right meow. That makes sense. All right. Um, pull up the Instagram. Yes. Um. Let's see new prototype. Just want to make sure that I. Oh, you got a your mom V two. Prototype. I'm working on a Your Mom V2. It's just going to be basically just like update the artwork a bit and maybe add a little something, nothing too crazy. Yeah, you put it's a crazy new prototype. That's all you said on that video. That's oh, I might have said it live at one of the things. Um, it's what it is, okay. and I might as well just say it right now because there's no going back. There's no no. Uh, it's a sample and hold. Okay. It's a sample and hold, but it's adjustable. Uh, it's a sample and hold with a glide knob to kind of just, because sample and hold is just like those stair steps, random square waves. Okay. And where it bends the, um, those edges a bit. And there's a linear and logarithmic, uh, and a, um. I don't know what you just said, but it sounded beautiful. Right. (laughs) Linear is just more of a soft. Linear is just like the typical sample and hold, and logarithmic is more of like a. It's a softer waveform, softens the waveform a bit, and then, you know, the there's a three-way toggle for like, um, for like it's up down, of, a, a slide up essentially like a convex slope on the up and a 
concave slope on the downside of the of the wave, and then the the middle would just be both of those active. Well, Ryan, this is kind of easy. It's but it's in a smaller enclosure. Um, okay, it's going to have a CV in and CV out with uh, eighth inch jacks for the CV in CV out because I just couldn't fit everything how I wanted it with quarter inch. So apologies in advance to anybody who is cursing me right now. And it's got a tap on it. Well, you got so, a tap. I have it. I did my first tap tempo. So how challenging yes. was that? Because I've heard that like it's it can be quite a, a pain. It wasn't bad. It's just it's a simple. It's a really just basically bare bones tap. It's not. Okay. We're not doing put any ratio knob on there or rotary on there or anything like that. It's just a simple, simple tap. I don't really use it, you know, but I mean, I kind of felt like it would just as an afterthought it would probably be just be nice just to throw it in there just because if that makes sense. You're like, I'm putting tap tempo on every, I don't mean mean that to be lazy. No, no, no. Sound like, oh, no, No. but no, just, I thought, well, you know, just kind of round it out a little bit. Um, and yeah, just typical run your nine volt, um, Nine volt only on this one. Well, uh, if you need someone you to uh, test it, run out. I mean, I've done done it many times. Run out the CV out into like the lighter machine, and it gets quite fun, quite crazy. That sounds like a lot of fun. Or you don't even need to like you know you don't have to. The CV out is basically like everything's in the chain, and the CV out on the on this prototype that will be named later. Um into the lighter machine is just affecting the lighter machine only when the lighter machine is engaged, you know, so you don't even really need to, um, use the, uh, the pedal itself engaged because it's already running that signal out. Hmm. So it's kind of like trying to, you know, just, uh, bridging into that whole synth type stuff, you know, adventure audio is a perfect example. They have a couple of their pedals, which are fantastic and they're a great group of guys have CV outs on them and stuff to, to intermix and intermingle with synth modules and stuff like that, which is what the CV in on um, the lighter machine was, you know, to just kind of help bridge that gap if you were so inclined to do that. Do it. Um, yeah. Like if you need someone to test it, I'll let, I'm your guy. But uh, let's um, let's move. Hint, on. Hint. I don't think anyone. I, I don't think anyone's ever said no. I don't want to try out a, a prototype. Hey, I'm gonna send you a prototype. You want to try? No. No. You know what, Ryan? I take it back. I don't want you to ever send me anything, even if I pay for it. Just just hold on to it. I'm, I, 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 this is not at a point where um, I would probably send out a prototype anyways, because I'm super close to going in production. So it's kind of like. I just have to make making one final change to the circuit board and want to make sure that it works right, and then it's we're hitting the ground running. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Hey, I'll yeah. be able to play with it at Summer Nam. That's only what, um, what two months away. Yeah, it's it's oh, catching up. Yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be ready then. The artwork is almost finished. Um, yeah, just kind of doing a bunch of other stuff. Speaking um, of artwork, um, really quick, fried gold. Is that the Ark of the Covenant on the front? Yes, okay. sort of, the, kind of. Like I figured, like it was, it looked like it at least referenced it. 
It does. It, it, it does reference it. Okay. Is Indiana Jones going to come out and the Nazis are going to get their faces melted off? Because that would be a great reference too. Well, possibly. I haven't opened up the pedal yet, so we'll we'll just leave it as a mystery. I'll just pretend. Oh, Indiana you haven't Jones opened up the pedal? No. Oh, okay. Well, everybody kind of knows about the inside of that pedal. I figured you did too. So that's no, why I, I have was... no clue. Now you have to. Now you have to tell me. I don't know anything about the inside of this pedal. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I'm not saying nothing. Should I open? Wow, it? I, I thought you already knew because I was just kind of like, "Oh, surely he knows what's inside." So I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna." I I don't know now, uh, and I don't have a screwdriver near me. Sorry, sorry. I guess that means you just have to, whatever. There's and now there's probably somebody. It could be one person listening that, that hears this is yelling. It's like. Oh my God! How does he not know? Or maybe everybody's like, uh, "What are they talking about?" I don't know. This is now. It's just making me upset. Like I'm supposed to be. That's our tagline, keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. And I don't know what's going on. That's okay, because we, well, then you're keeping every. We're keeping everybody in a loop together. It's like an adventure. I found a screwdriver. Found a screwdriver. Well, it's a it's a flathead, but I can make it work. It'll work if as long as it's not too wide. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, Emerson Custom just announced their read. They're putting out V2s of all their pedals. Yes, they are. I saw that. Um, so I was slightly, I will say this much. I was a little disappointed just because they teased it as new pedals. I guess technically they're kind of new. But. Oh, did they, is that what they did? I, I wasn't paying yeah. attention to that. I just heard that they had just re released new artwork and yeah. new. So they upgraded, um, th- like the weird, th- the M drive now has a looks like a tone knob. Mm-hmm. Which I always thought the Paramount was just the M drive with a tone knob, which apparently I guess I was wrong. Ah, uh, I don't know if that's true or not. To tell you the truth, it's similar. It has similar characteristics, I think, to the M drive, but I think it was different in certain aspects. But I do like the artwork. I think that the artwork is a really nice upgrade. Oh, yeah. snap. Okay, I just opened up the pedal. It's a... I, you know what? I did know this, but I didn't. It's a lightning bolt. You just didn't... It didn't put the... It didn't click. Yeah. Sure, I, I, was, I, was, I was thinking you knew it. I mean, like, come on. I, I remember that there was the pedal that had the lightning bolt, but it never... I, I'd have to learn to connect those things. So are all of your boards like not okay not all of them okay uh, some of them once i started doing things like the light machine the free and free actually the free burrito never had anything special inside of it okay and it was um your mom has something special the mk ultra has something special the light machine sort of has something special on the da- daughter board but it's just kind of more like just me goofing off i always liked uh a lot of the companies have gotten really good. Well, I think it's always kind of been a thing, but like it just became really popular. Was always seen was written the little special notes. Right, right. Those were always uh, a lot of fun. Vtronics does some crazy stuff with their boards too. I'm a bit jealous, honestly. I'm, but I'm like, trying to think. Electroharmonics has some pretty funny stuff on some of theirs. Yeah, I, and I, you know, it's just one of those things. Where I was like, well, but I also didn't want to, you know, that's do different. It as, that's well. totally different, though having the board yeah. actually shaped like that is really cool. 
Thank you. I can't, I wish I could do it with every pedal, but after a while, it's kind of like when you get the pedal down or done and you're like, all right, I just don't have anything left in me to, to mess with this. And I, I kind of think that sound is much more important, especially on some of these more intricate circuits and stuff. The only person who cares is some guy on a podcast somewhere. I couldn't imagine anyone like actually getting upset. So what, I mean, Hey, if it saves you some of the hassle and headache, I say, well, no, it's like, it's just like, at some point I'm just kind of like, at some of them, I'm kind of like, well, God, it would be great if I could figure this out to do this with this pedal or this one or whatever. And I was just like, Ugh. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm happy with the way it sounds at this point, And we'll just kind of go from there. If I can do it with maybe a, on a pedal, that's got like a minimal parts, count on it and stuff then yeah if something pops and also if something pops in my head that inspires me like oh i want to do you know if not then i'm not going to force anything i guess that's probably the better explanation yeah if something like just kind of like organically happens you're like right sweet but if it doesn't you're like because then you're like i think then it's like you're trying to just do something too hard like you're you're trying to you're trying to be unique for the sake of being unique you're not being unique just because that's what came out Right. And to me, that's just after a while, it's just kind of like, I don't want to, it's like jumping the shark to a certain degree, you know? Yeah. Did you also see, uh, actually it was just recently today, Emerson announced they're doing pedal boards. Really? Yes. I had no idea. So they have, they're really cool pedal boards. They look like creation pedal boards and holy pedal boards had a baby. Mm-hmm. So it has the full metal body with wood siding, kind of like Creation did to avoid the C and D from uh, pedal train. Yeah. But the it has built-in handles at the top, or like little, or it's got built-in handles in the wood, like on the side, and then it's got these little cool places for patch bays on the front, and the the weird thing, or the different thing is, is the way that the slots are set up on the top there's a lot mm-hmm. of smaller holes with kind of longer slots in between them mm-hmm. um, it looks like it'll be a nightmare for velcro it could possibly it could be the only the they look rugged that i'll say that for sure this thing looks like it can take a beating but the uh they seem to be pretty good the price um it's a little bit up there and compared to some of the people who are in the same category, but also Emerson always puts out really good quality stuff. And a lot of people would say, Oh, people aren't going to pay $80 for uh, just some caps and, and all this. And they kind of started a little sub market of doing pre-wired kits. So well, they're um, pre-wired kits. From what I understand, I've never experienced them firsthand. They've always looked solid. They've got a great, I've done. I had. I did one. Really Emerson. Great following, and they clearly do quality work. I mean, if they, if they hadn't, you know, one would venture to guess that mm-hmm. you know they wouldn't be in business anymore. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I did a kit from them in a Telecaster. I did a five, a five-way switch. Or maybe mm-hmm. it was a four-way switch. It was a four-way switch in a Telecaster, and it sounded great. Like I could yeah. hear a tonal difference. I mean, they make quality stuff, and it's, I believe it. It's one of those brands that. Um, I'm not saying you're paying a premium, like uh, you're just paying for a name, but you're paying for their quality because they've always done. Seems like their attention to detail is really good, and they put out quality products. So, yeah, I think it all looks pretty cool. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, the pedal board market there 
Hardcore market's kind of kind of stiff right now. Yeah, like, it's, there's, it seems like Creation's the big boy on the block when it comes to besides like Pedal Train. When it, whenever you get into the, like the wood siding and kind of into the boutique, which Creation's actually kind of gotten out of the boutique area because um, a lot of their stuff is kind of slapped not slapped together in a bad way, but it's kind of okay. Well, we can put these ends on, and you can also buy the ends separate. So it's like it's not meant to be easy for them. It's meant to be easy for you. Right. And so they've kind of just cornered the market there. There I've seen a lot of pedal companies dip out and it's like who's still building? There's Tone Snob pedal boards, there's Blackbird, there's Creation. Blackbird Creation. Um I think bearded boards. I haven't seen heard, heard anything from them. I think they're out of the game. I'm not um, sure. They still might be around. They might uh, I'd have to. There's a couple others that I'm forgetting about that I'm probably will pop up on my Instagram feed and I'll be like, oh, I should have mentioned these. Guys. Is West Coast uh, pedal boards still? Oh, uh, Temple, Temple out Temple of Canada. Boards. Yeah, Temple boards. They're killing it too, but they're mm-hmm. they're completely different animal. Yeah, they're in their own little market of they're especially with the actual like the plates and everything. Uh huh. It's totally different. Uh huh. And. They're- definitely new, unique in their own in their own way and that's great stuff i mean they were also really great guys i've met them briefly uh, i think it's summer nam two years ago and then or a year ago and then the california or maybe it was the california nam that i watched for a short time in 2018 really nice guys i mean you know the copper sound guys are really tight with them they they mm-hmm. know them really well they have a good really good working relationship um so yeah, I don't know. Have you ever done? Uh, have you ever had Alex on your podcast from Copper Sound Pedals? No, I haven't. No, he's a he's a beaut, man. He's just super dry humor, hilarious, just great guy all around. Those that whole group is a great group of people for sure. Yeah, I need to try to connect with them at Summer Nam. Yeah. They're not. I don't know that they're uh, going to have a booth. They may or somebody. Uh, they may have a representative there. I met them. I. Th- I'm trying to think when I met them. I met them one year. I think it was the year they announced the Fox Catcher. That might have been 2017. Yeah, because I, th- yeah, I met them because they gave John Snyder from Creation a Fox Catcher. Right. And I think I was like there right about the time he got it. Right. That sounds about right. Yeah, that was 2017. They didn't have a booth that... Um, Summer Nam last year, they were there briefly just to kind of hang out for a little bit, and then they went on about their way. Um, they they did a really huge, fantastic looking booth at, at Winter Nam this year in January. I I wasn't there, but I saw pictures of it. It looked great. They looked great. So, apologies for the background noise. I'm outside smoking Dude, a cigarette. About to say someone is racing, and I think they won. It was the first one that went vroom really No, everybody's always racing in this town. They just love their loud mufflers. We won't talk about that town. Um, All right, so we're going to – I think we've actually talked for quite a while now. Um, So we we didn't really hit a topic, but there was one thing that was really cool in our group. We asked people to ask for our top fives of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we already – so when we did the interview at Summernam, we did find out – I forgot who you voted for. Did you vote for Moe's or Cadoba? It was Moe's, and, yeah, and you you gave me top five of places that I've never eaten before. Okay, I can. I think Cadoba was one I hadn't been to in years, but that was like I was a different person back then. I so. still haven't been to a Cadoba. I don't. I think I won't go just out of the pure principle 
of I think that's who Scott was rooting for and I just it's like when your mom tells you to like no you're gonna really like these green beans but you just have it in your head that you're not gonna like the green beans before you even eat them right that's where I'm at with Cadoba. I'm not gonna like them I feel like the the best uh Mexican style restaurants are the mom and pops, the small chains, if they even are a chain or just the standalone brick and mortar. Oh yeah. Those, if you can find a man, those there's, are great. There's, there's a few in here in town that are really, really good. We sort of, yeah, but they got, don't, I've got like my top five to like play certain places like in Nashville or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do a top five. Let's see. I've got a few, all right, top five beverages. We're gonna do a little like easy one, and then we'll go into a top hard five one. beverages. Yes, it can be a, uh, adult beverages or sodas, whatever you choose. Any beverage. Top, let's just do top five. Let's just let's do my top five beers okay. for right now. Okay, top five beers that are ever changing. Um, I still and in no particular order, which. I'm not sure if this this really helps. I'm just I'm not first of all I'm not good at this, but anyways I'll just do my best. Uh, go to pinch definitely if I can get soul. I don't know you know it's nice and light and crisp. It's not too crazy. Okay. Um, fat tire is a good one. Um, good people pale ale is a good one. Dosecchi's amber is a good one. Um. Oh, let's see. Fairhope Amber is another good one. See, I, I think feel, I'm I'm a horrible beer drinker because like my top five are like all Bud Light. So yeah, <laughs> that's I'm not I'm I'm not a huge beer drinker. Now I, I'll give you my top five uh, favorite. I'll do. So you did beer. You it seems like you like beer. I, you can, I'm, I'm well, why do you do mixed drinks if you drink? Do you drink? I drink. I do. Well, I don't drink that often, but I do drink. I do enjoy a nice scotch or bourbon every once in a while. Okay, so do your so top, top five scotches and bourbons. Um, number one. All right, so this is no particular order, but like I've got like my ones that, um, if I want like a really like relaxing evening, I got to go Gentleman Jack. Okay. Um, I do enjoy. Uh, Knob Creek has a maple. Uh, bourbon which is really good because it's got like kind of a maple hint but it's not like a liqueur right um you gotta you, you gotta go with just a really like a good jack daniels black label mm-hmm. um trying to think of a couple other all right, I'm gonna mix it up. I'm not even gonna go bourbon. I've got to go with my you can go uh, Maker's Mark if you wanted to. I, I do. I do like a, a good Maker's Mark, and then um, I'm gonna end it with Everclear. It's not even a bourbon, but I'm gonna say that. You're gonna you're, every, oh my god, you're just like going out on a you're going out on like a this is like a blackout night. <laughs> Ever Everclear was my drink for like three years. I used to drink Everclear and orange juice. I called it instead of a. Uh, screwdriver it was a power drill <laughs> that's, that, that sounds was, more like an orange blackout yeah, is what it sounds. A, i think my wife has a couple stories about me with everclear i usually i have to just take her word for it so basically then we have to do like a drinking podcast so like we get her on we just like basically okay. embarrass you talk about like your blackout experiences oh but, okay so i've got we're gonna do an episode of the podcast at summer nam 
me, you, we're going to do like a truth or dare and we're going to take shots. <laughs> we're just okay. Gonna... I don't do shots. Oh, you don't do shots. Okay. How... I can't do, I can't do <sighs> shots, man. At my age. Okay. Okay. How about yeah. this? You, you, we'll do sips. I'll, I'll sip, you sip and we'll just see how far we can go. I'll sip, I'll sip a beer. You'll sip a beer. I'll sip a, I'll sip a mixed drink or something. Oh. Right. Cause yeah, because like I'll probably like in between questions, I'll still be drinking the beer because yeah. I'm like, oh. I mean, because you can't get the beer warm. Like, this is summer AM. Great. (laughs) I'll tell you anything. What's going on? You don't ask me anything. It's fine. I'm pretty sure Josh Scott's in the corner staring at me. Like, no, that's a cutout of a tall Indian wooden guy. You're like, tell Josh to stop looking at me. Tell him to stop looking at me. He's looking at me. You're undercover Nam police, aren't you, with the sound? Well, it's going to get a lot louder. I actually have a bottle that can fit a whole wine bottle in it. I've thought about taking in a Nam and seeing how far I can go through the day before I'm just like not able to participate anymore. I, there was one year, I think it was 2017 at Summer Nam. I just started sneaking in my own beers in a cooler. Because <laughs> the year before they had Dos Equis Amber and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm just going to get that. Yeah, and then that year they didn't have Dos Equis Amber, so I had to start peeling the labels off. The prices are. I only, brought, I only brought like six or eight, and like just for a couple people that were booth mates and stuff, I was like, "Here, have a beer, pint, you know." Yeah, and not have to pay eight dollars. Yeah, and the, then just, the prices weren't horrible, then, but they were not even close to great. And now they have that that um, that little convenience store across the hall. Yeah, but they're like super. They're like watch you like a hawk. I was like, I can't get away with that. I guess I just have to succumb to the pressure and just like get myself a beer at the end of the show every day and just be okay with it and deal with it, which I'm, is fine. We'll have to figure something out. No, nah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get in trouble with people because no, no, I no, felt no, like no, 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 no. I've been pushing the envelope a little bit too much. I the, might. I might fit the. I might fit the wine bottle in the and see how if I can have some fun there's nothing to- I mean, it's not like I'm bringing a party ball into the place <laughs> you're, you're tapping the keg in the middle of the floor <laughs> it's, yeah it's like it's not like it's like welcome to the yellow cake petals bar and sound or you know whatever it's just I'm not trying to like get everybody ripped oh it's like, like hire my own private bartender just like to serve everybody free alcohol that would be expensive and then that could get sloppy quick Oh my gosh. I hope the NAM police don't listen to this. They'll just be following us around. Yeah, they'll just be looking at they'll just kind of like just kind of get that. There's that there's this one guy. He's a really nice and honestly, he is a really nice guy. <laughs> he's an older gentleman and he's a really nice guy. But man, he will not hesitate to drop the hammer <laughs> on you at all. He does not give a he does not care. There was okay. So the year I brought cardboard Blake, I, there was an older guy who yeah, older guy with glasses, yeah. short, about like five four. Yeah, that type. He came up to me. He goes, uh, "So what's with that?" I was just like, "I mean, how do you explain to someone that you're just a stupid guitar player and it's a stupid joke that a few people will get, but the people who get it will think it's hilarious?" You have to be self-deprecating, pie with with him. And probably be like, you know, where my approach would probably be like, look, I'm a guitar player and I'm an idiot. That's, that's kind of what I told him. I was like, I said, it's a really stupid inside joke, but it's it's funny to some people. And he just looked at me and goes, okay, and walked away. I was just like. You should look at it. It's like, 
You don't listen to the Tone Mob? Yeah. Like, do you not know Blake Wyland? He literally talks with Brian Wampler almost on a regular basis. I mean, he, he texts Brian Wampler probably about what he's having for dinner. Yeah. I could literally have a Wampler pedal broken in front of me that like, and, and still not want to message and be like nervous to message him. Be like, um, Hey, pedals broke. Sorry. My bad. I'll, I'll fix it. Like, <laughs> or you could just like, look at him. Just like, I lost the bet. Yeah. That's, that's it's like, yeah, I, I lost the bet. Which, I lost the bet. Oh gosh. All right. So and we're going to do, we're going to do one last top five and then we're going to sign off. Um, were you ever, right. let's see. All right. Top five childhood movies and how they were ruined by sequels. I, I didn't come up with this. This is what the listeners came up with. Oh, that's a, that's a, hmm. That's Ruin. A, I say let's include sequels and remakes. Okay. Uh, remakes. Jeez. Um, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do this in no particular order and we'll, we'll, we won't take turns because I have a feeling if I say something, you're going to like be like, oh yeah, that reminds me of this. Well, actually, how about we mix our top five together okay. because I won't be able to come up with top five because you're making me go back in time, which is going to be really difficult. Do you remember the okay, movie Fern okay. Gully? Uh, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a remake. Okay. How about pre? Can we add prequels too? Uh, don't don't say Star Wars. Oh damn it! No 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 no! You have to accept it all for what it is. It's a whole thing. You can't just be mad at the prequels. I'm, I'm a it is a whole thing, but the prequels don't make any sense. Uh. They make a little, a little, a little, a little, a little, I, I, I'm using Spoiler. the term little, very little. Darth Vader built C-3PO. Really? Really? Yeah. Come on. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. That's a, that's a, how is that not a great continuing storyline? And, but, but yet, but yet Obi-Wan uh, by the second movie it's calling R2, blah, 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 blah. R2, help me with this, help me with that. And then, like, in episode four, he's like, I don't seem to remember owning any droids because he was just apparently, you know, I, just going through a period of, similes. you know, dementia. <laughs> You're a Jedi for crying out loud. You should be able to remember stuff like that. Come on. Yeah, I know. Come on. That's all right. Fight me. Let's go. Let's do okay, this. Okay, okay. That's a good point. I know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> like, I love how you're like. I love how you're just like. I know. I know. I made a great point. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Know. I'll give you Star Wars. I'll give you. All right. Do you remember the movie okay. Fern Gully? Ye- yes. The no. Cartoon, Robin Williams played Batty, the little cartoon bat. They come and they kill the rainforest. Fern Gully, the last rainforest. Right. 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 Yeah. They made a second one too, didn't they? Yeah. They ruined it. It was horrible. It was bad. Um. So then, since we'll just go that way, The Land Before Time 2, which was probably pointless, and um, Lion King 2, which was definitely pointless. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's like four. I think we got one. Um, we got one more. Let's make it. We got to make it like a, a walk. Let's, like, let's like make it not a cartoon. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. We, we knocked out cartoons. Um. And The Land Before I, Time just sucked from the beginning. So. Gosh. I'm trying, man. I'm really trying to think. I'm sure I'll think of one like after we hang up. Um. Man. Uh, childhood boy. movies, huh? I'm 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 talking out loud. I'm trying to like maybe if I say childhood movies enough, I'll think of childhood yeah, movies. Childhood movies enough. Um, well, I'm glad they never made a Goonies too. Let's put it that way. That was probably oh, a good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Man. The Lost Boys, as I did. They they they. I guess we'll have to count it as like going straight to video. The second movie was straight to video, and it wasn't like. 
Bloodsport 2 went straight to video and it was awful. Oh. I never saw it because I was just like, it just ruins it. Just the title. It's like, oh, they made it. Oh, no. It just ruins it. Yeah. Was there uh, a second Teen Wolf? Oh, God, yes. That's perfect. Yeah. Teen Wolf. I never even saw it. That's how, that's how I knew it was awful. Yeah. That was, what are you doing? R- Ryan from 60 Cycle Home, I think, was watching Teen Wolf. Or he posted about watching Teen Wolf. Now I feel like I have to watch Teen Wolf. No, I'm, I'm past, past, past all that. I can't. I can't bring myself to. I can't relive that nightmare. Um, Man, I. Yeah. I think that's. I don't know if there's any other good childhood movies that got ruined. Yeah, to me, it would have to be like a childhood movie that I really liked, and, and if I didn't really watch it or care for it, then like you I'm, know. When I'm they, glad they didn't make a jingle all the way too. That was a great movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. You didn't see that was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. It was a Christmas movie. My mom got really mad. She actually hid it from me because I was watching it in July. She's like, "Did they make a Kindergarten Cop too?" Yes. Okay, that's it. That's the worst. That was the movie that was ruined the worst. Kindergarten Cop two. Because I think All it had. I had to do was just be done with Kindergarten Cop. It had the Russian guy from uh, uh, from Rocky. Dolph Lundgren. Yes, I think he was. I can't remember. Which one he was in? He might have. I don't know if there was a third one. I, I hate it when they make sequels it. and they don't, and it's a completely different, yeah. um, and it's a completely different cast and completely different character, and it's just like, oh come on, really? Now, like Triple X with Vin Diesel was not even a childhood movie because I was yeah. very much an adult, and I was like, then they did one. It's just kind of like it's just trying to capitalize on something, you know? Okay. Here's a childhood movie that I I don't think they made a second one, and I'm glad. Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds. Oh my God! I totally remember. I never saw it, but I remember how big of a movie that was. Burt Reynolds and that young kid. Yeah, Devin was the kid's name, or like that was the character think, name. I think he did one movie, and that was it. Norman D. Golden the second is his name. Is he? What is? What did he end up doing with his life? I don't know. They let's see. Uh, You're taking, totally gonna call this up. Taking selfies. Um, what is? He's an American actor. It says he did an album. He did a hip hop album. Uh, that's that's interesting. Not? That's not too far, probably from. Let's see. So he he started as a regular on Fox's True Colors, then did Cop and a Half. His last known acting job was a television remake of Moby Dick in 1998. Wow. Now he is a perf- rapper who performs as the name Enormous. All right. Well, good for him. That's awesome. But he never got back into acting. Probably for. Probably was probably a good idea. I mean, because, you know, Hollywood isn't for everybody. Because if they do Cop and a Half 2, I'm going to be mad. Well, not now. They can't really do it now. Hey, they, they, they did, they did they Kindergarten could. Cop 20, 26 years later. Actually, right. it's been 26 years since kindergarten. Actually, cop and a half too. He would actually be the the father figure. That's role. it. He could be the new Burt Reynolds, and he could be complaining about how he doesn't like to run because it hurts his knees, and he's wearing the snakeskin boots and everything. Right. Let's do it. That, right. You know what? Summer Nam, but we're remaking Smokey and a Bandit too. Thank you. Okay. Now we're done. All right. On and on that. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, 
leave us a review on iTunes. Check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop. Ryan's actually in there and every once in a while he might like your post. Um, you can follow us on <laughs> Instagram and you can follow Ryan on Instagram, yellow cake petals. He, he, that's where you get to see teasers about prototypes that are coming out. Yeah. You just, you just have to actually look at it. <laughs> oh, it's algorithms. Screw everything. It's up. all, it, you know what? I remember when they changed the algorithm, algorithms and people were like losing their mind. But one thing, uh, if you want to support the show, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the effects loop. Um, it helps us do really cool things like go to Summer Nam. We were actually able to host the house this year instead of being guests somewhere. So that was really cool. Um, that's awesome, man. And then uh, I think that's it. You can check out our YouTube and join us on LinkedIn. I forgot who put that on there, but it's still on there and I still laugh every time I see it. Um, and also, please go check out Yellow Cake Petals. He makes some really fun petals. I love the furry and fried. That's two Thank amazing you. petals in one. I really appreciate that, my man. Thank and, you very much. And the, uh, and the lighter machine. That's one of those pedals that we were talking about where you just get to make a lot of fun noise and a lot of fun music and just get lost in it. That's a pedal you get lost in. So go check them out. Um, website, yellowcakepedals.com. Right? That's right. Okay. I don't know why I would, I don't know. I always get nervous that like, it's going to be like a different thing. People are like, mm, no, that's not it. <laughs> so thanks for listening guys. Once again, I'm Diaz. I'm Ryan. And you're listening to the effects loop. See you guys. Peace. Dictionary, why is negativity always drawn out? Pictionary, visualize love, energize lies together, together. We undefeated, a plan to make weather's no gloves needed.